Hey, brother, welcome to another episode of the Have It All Marriage for the Have It All podcast, where your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. And today, we're going to talk about the three ways you can show up in your marriage, and only one of them is God's way. So, and you may have heard this from watching some of my other stuff, but I wanted to do a deep dive on this idea of the monster, the mama's boy, and the man. So these are the only three ways that you can show up in your marriage. And how you're showing up when you're saying and doing the things that you're saying and doing completely colors the way that you're doing them or saying them in such a way where the exact same words or the exact same actions can either be interpreted by your wife as being weak and needy and pathetic and begging and there's no way she's attracted to that for her that's kind of disgusting it's like she's married to a child she doesn't need that man what she needs is the man but so often we don't give her the man we give her the monster the monster is the guy who puts the bass and the tone in his voice. He, he, he amps himself up. He puts the, the look in his eye. He puts the, the strength in his jaw. He puffs himself up. And then he blames and he shames and he defends and he deflects. He controls and he manipulates and he intimidates. And these are all very masculine behaviors when it's you and me. If, like if we're meeting on a dark street and we don't trust each other, that's what we're going to do but that should never be used on your wife. And so what ends up happening is, as young men, we're taught not to be little babies. We're taught not to be pathetic and weak. And the only thing that we know is this, this monster-like behavior. What nobody ever teaches us is how to be the man. And to be the man, you've got to have that same level of strength as the monster and that same level of care, concern, and empathy as the mama's boy. And you actually combine these two things together. And what does that sound like? It sounds like a man who is strong and kind. And if you ask any woman on the planet, what are the two traits that every man must have in order to have some sort of value as a potential mate, as a potential sex partner, as a potential boyfriend or a husband, it is strong and kind. So the problem is, is that too many men have too much in what appears to be strong. But here's the thing, man, and, and it took me a long time to learn this. You are not strong if you are a monster to your wife because it takes an incredible amount of strength to reel that monster back in when that monster is summoned out of his cage. Now, what summons him out of his cage? Your ego. When she bruises your ego, when you think you should be getting from something or getting something from her that she's not giving you, or when you think that you should not be getting something from her that she is giving you. When you judge, when you say, this is not right, I want more of this, or I want less of this, or I don't want this at all, or I'm not getting what I want, any of these behaviors. And, and man, when we talk about this, we can talk about her criticizing you. We can talk about her calling you out. We can talk about her disconnecting, pulling away, shutting down, being on her phone, being with her friends, staying out late at night, snapping at you, being indifferent to you, being apathetic to you, being hypocritical to you, being weak towards you. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter what the problem is. It doesn't matter if she's right or wrong. It doesn't matter if a hundred men and women of your peers would judge that in that moment she is wrong. If you are the monster to her, then it is weakness. And you've got to see that for what it is, brother. Why do I say it's weakness? 
I say it's weakness because the stronger man would be able to stay in control of his emotions. Now, am I saying that you should curl up into a ball and let her mistreat you and walk all over you? Absolutely not. But the problem that, that men just can't seem to figure out, they can't seem to find this, 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 this path, this, this eye of a needle between the strength part and the kindness part. Can you be strong but also be kind? Can you be kind but also be strong? Can you have conversations with her that end up becoming experiences for her that are telling her that what she's doing is not okay, but doing it in such a way where you are kind and you are loving and you are compassionate and you are empathetic and you are seeing the best in her and you are giving her the benefit of the doubt. Can you lead her in her emotional space? Can you lead her in how we treat each other in this marriage without reverting to the monster? And what I'm going to tell you, man, is that 99% of the men out there who are monsters, who do suffer from this majorly monster platform, which is the, 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 the platform from which they deliver experiences to their wife, 99% of you cannot do it. It is impossible for you to do it as the man you are today. And unless you transform into a different man, a stronger man, a better man, you will never be able to pull this off. And so even if, and these doubts and these fears and these, these, these words and these satanic things pop into your head, like maybe I'm trying to figure out, do I want to stay in this marriage? Maybe, maybe I've had enough. Like when these things start popping into your head, like what you've got to do, man, is you've got to be that stronger man. You've got to be able to rise above that. You've got to be able to rise above the anger and the need to defend yourself. You've got to rise above letting her emotional storms become yours. This, this takes deep inner work. This takes a commitment. This takes a commitment to building a man. This takes a commitment to building a king. This takes a commitment to ascending as a man, ascending as a king, rising in your inner man. Man, when, when we talk about this, what, what, what's so important for you to understand is that as the man, you are the initiator. You are the leader. You are the motivator. You are the inspiration. You are the teacher. You are the one who sets the example. If you're not able to do that for your wife and your wife is misbehaving, you only have yourself to blame. And I know guys don't want to hear that. My social media ads are absolutely full of men saying that I'm man bashing, that, 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 that I'm a simp or that I'm a cuck or that I'm an incel. Man, I'm not bashing men in any way other than to say to man up, to become that more masculine version of yourself, to do the work necessary so that no matter how you are wronged, you can treat people with kindness and dignity and respect. It doesn't mean you have to lay down. It doesn't mean you have to take it. But it means that the way you tell people and show people that you're not going to lay down or take it is with kindness and dignity and, res and respect. And that takes strength. So this guy who's the monster, he thinks he's being strong, but he's actually being weak. And now, so let's look at the other side of this. Let's look at the mama's boy. The mama's boy says, I'm not going to be the monster. I'm not going to engage in the conflict. I'm not going to argue and yell and blame and fuss and fight. I'm, I'm just going to curl up in a ball or I'm just going to give her lip service or I'm, I'm just going to withdraw. I'm going to give her the cold shoulder. Man, this has weakness written all over it too. So out of the mama's boy and the monster, there's only one man who is strong. It's the man. It's in between. It's, 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 the, it's the best of the monster. It's the best of the mama's boy. But what I'm going to tell you, man, is you've got to be a monster to yourself to eradicate the mama's boy. Be a monster to yourself to eradicate the mama's boy. What does that mean? Well, man, we could spend hours and hours and hours talking about that. And as a matter of fact, inside our program, I, I talk about it, man. Don't go to war with your wife. Go to war with yourself. 
Go to war with that monster inside you. Go to war with that mama's boy inside you. Go to war to bring that man out and to rise him up and to ascend him as a king. Because when you are the monster to your wife, you shut her down. When you are the mama's boy to your wife, you shut her down. You want your wife to open up, be the man. And this is what they keep telling us, right? Almost every guy has heard his wife say, I just want you to be the man. Be the man and fix this. Be the man and show up like a husband. Be the man and make me feel like a wife. And everybody's wondering, what does that mean? Well, what I'm going to tell you, man, is there's a million definitions for that. And we go into hundreds of them inside our program. But fundamental to this is that the man takes a stand. The man creates certainty. The man initiates bold and courageous action to, to collapse chaos into order. To collapse chaos into order. So if your marriage is in chaos, you are not being the man. If your wife is unhappy, you are not being the man. If your kids are suffering, you are not being the man. If you are suffering financially, you are not being the man. If you are not leading your family in a spiritual direction, you are not being the man. If you are not growing in your ability to get better, you are not being the man. You've got to build the man. You've got to build the man, brother. Build the base of the man. That means lifting weights. That means being healthy. That means treating your wife with respect. That means getting inside your subconscious and finding everything that is broken and flawed inside you and being self-aware enough to be able to look at it and say, that's right, there are parts of me that are not enough. And rather than crawl into a ball and be a victim about it, or rather than lash out at my wife and other people to try to hide it, I'm going to face it head on. I'm going to take the hard road. I'm going to take the bold, courageous action. I'm going to take a stand for myself and for this marriage and for God and for my children. And I will build a man from the inside out. I will tear down any shred of monster. I will tear down any shred of mama's boy and I will show up as a man. Now, what does this look like in practice? What it looks like in practice is you've got to, you've got to get different experiences, man. Like you cannot wake up every morning thinking the same thoughts and doing the same thing and expect a different result. You have got to get outside yourself. You have got to go find men who are doing this. You have got to associate with elite level husbands. You have got to learn what they learn. You have got to think what they think. You have got to feel what they feel. And you have got to do what they do. Where are you going to do that? You got to go to elite level husband school. Elite level husband school, man. You did not get to where you are in your career by waking up every morning flipping hamburgers and all of a sudden you're a doctor or a lawyer or a surgeon or, or a business owner or some kind of entrepreneur or an airline pilot or a CPA or a programmer or an architect. Like you had to go to school in some way or another. And maybe you did, maybe some of those careers you can, you can go to the school of hard knocks, but how much longer does it take? How much harder is it? How much less credibility do you have? But when you go to school to be an elite level husband, you collapse decades of what you, you could learn by trial and error. You collapse decades into a few short weeks where you no longer show up as the monster. You no longer show up as the mama's boy and you show up consistently as the man. Now, what's that going to take? It's going to take team, man. It's the team acronym. It's going to take time. You're going to have to dedicate time to becoming an elite level husband. It's going to take energy. You're going to have to dedicate energy. It's going to take attention. You're going to have to divert some of your attention to this and it's going to take money. And you're going to have to divert money to this where the Bible says where your treasures are. There's your heart. Also, if you're not investing money and in becoming an elite level husband, you're just kidding yourself. And if you're not investing time, energy and attention, you're just kidding yourself. 
And so now we come into this, this thing, man. And so let's say that, that you and I, we have a conversation. And, and after that conversation, there's a decision. Are you going to invest in yourself, in your marriage, in your family, in becoming that elite level husband, in growing that inner man, in building that man? And then here, here's the thing that so many guys say, I got to ask my wife permission. I got to ask my wife permission as to whether or not I can, I can become the man she needs. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Especially in any view of she's leaving, she's filing, she's written the papers, she's filing the papers, whatever it is, man. Like if she has checked out of the marriage, I, I hear this nonsense that, that she's, she wants to cohabitate. She's going to stay in the house, help you raise the kids, but she's going to date and, and she's not going to bring any men home, but she might not come home at night. And this guy's going to ask her if he can invest in becoming a man who can attract her so powerfully away from that sin and lead her to a more Christian life, lead her to a, sin, a more sinless life, lead her back to being the mother that her kids need, lead her back to being the wife that he wants and needs. And, and he's got to level up to do that, but he's got to ask her permission for that. Man, I don't, I don't get this. I don't get it on any planet. And so what I'm going to tell you, man, is at the same token or by the same token, you don't go in there and start slamming stuff around and yelling at her and telling you're going to do it either. That's the monster behavior. So we're not going to be mama's boys in this real man's revolution. And we're not going to be monsters in this real man's revolution. We're going to be men. What does a man do in this circumstance? A man walks up to his wife face to face, not over text. He looks her in the eye and he says, I understand after doing some soul searching that this broken marriage is on me, that I have failed to be the man. I have failed to lead our family to where, where we both wanted it to go. And inside of that failure, it has come to my attention that that failure will continue unless I do something drastic to change. I have got to be a better man for God. I have got to be a better man for you. I have got to be a better man for our kids. I have got to be a better man for myself. And I have got to be a better man for God's people. And I look at this and here I've wasted decades of my life, not understanding this, not knowing this and finding myself in a position where I now have to collapse decades of self reflection, decades of self awareness, decades of, of study, decades of prayer, decades of devotion, decades of fellowship. I've got to collapse all of that into a short number of weeks. This is something that I have to do. This is something I feel led to do. This is something I've prayed about. I believe God wants me to do it. And so I'm going to make an investment. I've talked to some coaches. I know what it's going to cost. Here's what it's going to cost. But I don't look at it as cost. I look at it as an investment because the cost of not doing it is so much higher. It's where we are today. It's where we might be tomorrow unless I can be that man. And so I'm going to do this. And I'm telling you out of respect. I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm not asking for your permission. I would like to know, since we do share finances, and this is only if you share finances, what, how, how can we put our heads together? How are we going to pay for this? Do we want to just write a check? Do we want to throw it on a card? Do we want to take it out of a 401k? Do you want me to get my own card and I'll work extra to make the payments on the card? Like, so you're not affected? Like I'm not in here telling you that you're paying for this necessarily, but what I am telling you is that I'm doing it 
because God expects nothing less of me than to become an elite level Ephesians 5, 25 husband. Some, some version of this, man, and it doesn't have to be word for word. It just has to be from your heart. And you've got to, you've got to go in there strong. You've got to go in there firm. And you've got to let her know and know in certain terms that you are taking bold and courageous action, that you are taking a stand, that you are doing something other than more empty promises. You are doing something other than buying a book. You are doing something other than asking your pastor, which we all know, man. You know what, man? And, and, and I don't want to bash pastors, but here's what I want to tell you. We get so many pastors who work with us, so many pastors whose marriages are failing. So it's like, man, why are pastors good people to talk to about marriage? Somehow people got an idea that your pastor's who you're supposed to talk to about marriage. It's ludicrous, man. Like pastors are up in the top 10% of who applies to work with us. So it's like talking to your pastor is not going to help. Getting a book is not going to help. Talking to your friends is not going to help. The only thing that's going to help is associating with a brotherhood of like-minded men, elite level, warrior class, Christian Ephesians 525 husbands who have solved the problem of eradicating the monster from their life, eradicating the mama's boy from their life and being that man for their wife. So if you want to eradicate the monster from your life and eradicate the mama's boy from your life and you want to be the man for your wife, then get an elite level husband school. Start learning from men who have done it. Start interacting with them. Start becoming like them. Start learning what they say and what they do and how they do it. And as you do that, man, you will, you will eradicate the monster. You will eradicate the mama's boy and you will show up like the man 99 times out of 100. Are you human? Yes. Are you going to show up like the monster, the mama's boy, one interaction out of 100? Probably. Maybe even two or three. But because of 97 or 98 times out of 100, you're showing up like the man. Her emotional bank account is overflowing. Her love tank is overflowing. Her respect tank is overflowing. Her appreciation tank is overflowing. Her desire tank is overflowing. And so will she cut you some slack in the 2 or 3% of the interactions that fail? Yes. And here's the other thing. Will she follow? Yes. Will she biblically submit? Yes. Not with your boot on her neck. Now, don't get me wrong here, man. I'm not saying that, that all of a sudden she's just going to do whatever you tell her to do. And I'm not, I'm not in favor of, of men who say that that's how women should submit. What I'm telling you is that when you become more like Jesus, you become less like monster. When you become more like Jesus, you become less like mama's boy. But when you become more like Jesus, you become the man. Same thing for her. When she becomes more like Jesus, she becomes the woman. I haven't even thought of acronyms. I need to think of some acronyms for what the monster version of the woman is, but I promise you, you've seen it in your life. And what the mama's boy of woman is, and I promise you, you've seen it in your wife. As she follows your lead, she becomes less like those undesirable personas, and she becomes more like the woman. What kind of woman? The Proverbs 31 woman. The woman we all want. The woman that God has wired us to want and expect. The woman who we can have if we would only be the Ephesians 5.25 man. You want the Proverbs 31 wife? Be the Ephesians 5.25 husband. You want to do that? You become more like Jesus. You want to do that? You pursue sanctification. You want to do that? You spend decades reading your Bible and going to, to prayer groups. Or you spend weeks with us and we give you the afterburners on the Ferrari and the jet rocket to get you there as fast as possible. How? We're not sanctifying you. That would be blasphemous. Only the Holy Spirit can sanctify you. What we're doing is we're tearing down that wall of ego. We're tearing down that wall of pride. 
and we're pushing you right in front of God so that you can be there, present, fully surrendered, and sanctified. And when you do that, your wife does it, and you have a happy marriage. And if you want help doing that, here's what I have for you. Go to www.realmanrevolution.com. Check out what we do there, and I'll see you on the other side.